This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. The Shabbos, the Shabbos, So some interesting halachic questions that come up with the idea of the Shabbos before Rosh Chodesh Av. There's a Hagoyis Mordechai in Sechus Moit Katan who brings down a practice. He says he saw a Taisvis that Taisvis writes that on the Shabbos before Rosh Chodesh we're not Mavorchim the Chodesh. That since it's going into the month of Av, Av is a sad month, a Peronistic month, that the Minig is not to be Mavorch the Chodesh. And he disagrees. The Mordechai writes, he says, on the contrary, since it's such a difficult month, we need to get all the brachas we can get. We need to have all the good wishes and the brachas and all those wonderful things that we say before when we're the Chodesh because it's a month of Peronius. But he does record such a practice dating back to the times of the Taisvis. If you take a look in the Knesset HaGadayel, the Knesset HaGadayel is a very important sefer. Knesset HaGadayel was written <coughs> by Reb Chaim Benevest, my butchering of a Turkish name. He lived in the 1600s. The Chidah who lived a century later than him, the Chidah writes that you can't pass in any shells until you take a look and what it says in the Knesset HaGadolah. Now, that's a big comment from the Chidah. What's even a bigger comment is that the Knesset HaGadolah got very much caught up in the middle of the 1600s with Shabzai Tzvi. He was one of Shabzai Tzvi's big Talmidim until he converted to, to Muslim. Then he gave up on him. But during the heat of it, the Knesset HaGadolah, we use the Sefer religiously today. It's caught up by the Magen Avram. We use it all the time. But he was very much caught up. It just shows you how strong the taiva, the desire to join Shabzai Tzvi was in the 17th century. But he quotes also such a practice. He writes also, some people don't, are not mevarchim, chaydish of, because it's a difficult month. And then he brings out a different minik. He says, no, if you are mevarch the chaydish, instead of saying, yichadisheyu, you say, hafcha uh, aleinu, that the month should be flipped over. Instead of being a month of peronius and a month of difficulty, it should flip over to be a good month. But he writes, but where I am in Kushta, he says, we have a different practice. He says, in Kushta, we actually say a kinna. They used to say kinnas on Shabbos. We don't do that today. They used to recite a kinna before, uh, before the hachraza of the, of the uh, Rosh Chodesh of the Mavarch. If you take a look at the Magen Avram in Simon Tov Zion, it's a funny place. It's not the Simon and Shulchan Aruch that talks about either Shabbos, and it's not the Simon and Shulchan Aruch that talks about the three weeks and the nine days. It's tucked away at the end of what we call today Chelek Dalad of the Mishtabura. It's in Hechash Rosh Chodesh, what I like to call the forgotten Chelek of the Mishtabura. People learn Chelek Aleph, Bez, and Gimel, and Hein Vav, Chelek Dalad, no one learns, because Erevin is there, so everyone's scared, they don't learn it. But they don't realize that at the end of Chelek Dalad, there's some very important Simonim. One of them is Hechash Rosh Chodesh. So there in Tov Yud Zayin, there the Magen Avram brings down this discussion, and he calls the Knesset Agadayla. He says, the Knesset Agadayla says, you don't, but the minig is that we do. So he writes for a given the Magen Avram that the minig is that we are mevarchim chaydishav. That's the way the Mishnah Brewer brings it down as well. Interesting, the Shari Ephraim, Ephraim Zamagolus, also had such a practice. He says there were those who were not mevarchim chaydishav, but he writes that is not the accepted practice. Today we are mevarchim chaydishav. Um, I'm unaware of any kehilla practically today, definitely not in the Elizabethan circles, that are not mevarchim chaydishav. They do bring down from the Sefer Shochan Gavaya that in, Shalku, in Shalkuni, they used to skip the Hirotzen part and start straight from the Mishas and Nisim. But again, I think at the end of the day, everyone does say, Mavarchim <coughs> the Chaydish. Many people have a practice that when the Mavarchim Chaydish of, they call it Menachim of. So you would think this dates back to the times of the Gemara. It's actually interesting. If you look in the Gemara, if you remember, we had a share by Mar Cheshvin, we talked about it. Is Mar Cheshvin really the name of the month or not? 
there we had a riot from Mishnayis, but here it's actually on the contrary. If you look at Mesachas Tainis, it's clear that the name of the month is Adar. Menachem is Av. Menachem Av is definitely not the name of the month. So the Aruch HaShulchan in a funny place also, in Eben Ezer, he's talking about writing a get. So he has a whole discussion, when you write a get in this month, how should you write the get? So he says, you shouldn't write Menachem Av on the get. Just because they say Menachem Ov and Mavarchem the Chaydish. That's how we know that people say Menachem Ov and Mavarchem the Chaydish. The Rachashokhan threw it in, a, in Kalachayat. He was talking about a get, and he was saying, don't write Menachem Ov in a get. Why would you write it in a get? Because when people are Mavarchem the Chaydish, in Av they say Menachem Ov. So that's how we know that there was a practice to say Menachem Ov, and that also became a widely accepted practice. But he does write, you should not put it on a get. He has a whole shayla. If he did put it on the get, it's a get puzzle. Not puzzle, a whole discussion. But he points out that from the Gemara and Tainus, it's very clear that the name of the month is not Menachem Ov. The name of the month is Av. They quote Meshem Mechsam Soifer that he taka would only write Menachem Ov after Tishabov. Before Tishabov, I guess we're not ready for the Nechama. So before Tishabov was just Av, and after Tishabov, he would refer to it as Menachem Ov. They bring down a practice that some Kehillahs, we know that uh, the three Haftarahs that we read before Tishabov are the, the Haftarahs of Pernusa. So there's some people have a practice that all of the three Haftarahs they read like in a sad, depressing voice. So we don't do that. Most shuls don't do that because we're all nervous of Avelis Pefahesim. But there was such a practice in some kehils that they would read all of the Haftarahs this week, next week, and the following week, Shabbos Chazayin as well. They'd read them in a sad or more of a depressing tone of voice. The other shayla that comes up this week, this Shabbos, is should we or shouldn't we say Avarachamim? So we discussed at length by Svira that the, the pros and cons of saying Avarachimim on Shabbos Mavarachim, let's say Eor, was because normally the Ramah told us in Shulchan Aruch that we don't say Avarachimim on any Shabbos that were Mavarachim the Chodesh. But there we had exceptions. And the exception that we had was Eor. Why was Eor an exception? So many people mistakenly think because, oh, that's when the students of Rav Akiva died. That's not the reason. The reason is because the Tefillah of Avarachim was instituted because of the Crusades, which took place predominantly during the time between Pesach or right around Eor time. So that's why the practice always was to say Avarachim, even though Mavarachim Chodesh. Now we fast forward to the month of Av. So should we say Avarachim in the month of Av? So the logic would dictate we should say we should not say Avarachim. Again, the Crusades didn't happen during the summertime. So yes, the Chodesh Av is a bad time. It's a sad time. A lot of tragedy has happened, but there is no direct connection to the Avarachim. Yet the Elia Rabbah writes that the meaning in Prague was they did not say uh, Avarachim on the Shabbos in between. That was also the opinion of <coughs> the Aruch HaShulchan and the Vilna Gain. But the Ber HaGoyla argues, he says, what are you mixing apples and oranges over here? Svirah Sa'imah, we don't say, is because that's when the Crusades happened. But over here, it's just another tragedy in Klai history. He doesn't think that we should, uh, we should uh, say Avarachimim. And the Mishnah assumes like that, we don't say Avarachim. I think that's also the widely accepted practice, is, is not to say Avarachim. But again, Aruch HaShulchan, Vilna Gain, they were of the opinion that we should say Avarachimim. I think the meaning here is not to say Avarachimim. I think that's the way it is in most kills. And again, it makes sense from a historical standpoint, because again, the Chodeshav is a sad month, but there's no direct correlation to Avarachamim. It's an interesting Mechab in Shulchan Aruch, all the way at the end of Hilchus, uh, Hilchus, what we call three weeks in the Tavkuf Nanalef, he brings the halacha that you're not supposed to hit your Talmidim during the three weeks. That's why there's no school during the summer. Because if there'd be school, then there'd be, the Rabbeim would hit their students. So the truth is, if you look in the Paiskim, they point out, it's not just parents, it's, it's, also, it's also your own kids. It's not just uh, your students. You're not supposed to hit your kids either during the three weeks. That's why we send them to camp. You want them out of the house, because if they're around, you might come to hit them. But there is an interesting Marsham, the Das Torah, the Marsham writes, but if you hit them in a room and there's a mezuzah, the mezuzah will protect you. So he writes, then it's not such a problem. Okay, interesting, uh, interesting idea. 
Many people assume that you're not allowed to do things during the three weeks that are somewhat dangerous. And the truth is, you really shouldn't do things that are somewhat dangerous all year long. So there are those that are extra makhbit during the three weeks to do things that are borderline dangerous. For example, the stipler wouldn't let his children go swimming in the ocean during the three weeks. Because even though, again, the ocean is not uh, horrifically dangerous, you're not going to bench goyim every time you go to the ocean. But again, during the three weeks already, the mazel of Kala Yisrael is on the decline. So he was makhbit that his children shouldn't go swimming during... Again, probably in the pool he allowed. The ocean he didn't allow. And the truth is, it's really... Ready, this Makar is brought down already from the Rami Rutenberg, or the early Rishonim, that one shouldn't do activity that's borderline dangerous. There's a Shaila about scheduled or elective surgeries during the three weeks. So Ramayish was of the opinion that elective surgeries, again, obviously we're talking about nothing is an emergency. Elective, anything can be done from now and a different date. Ramayish said elective surgeries may be done during the three weeks, but not during the nine days. person has an option to schedule surgery, so Ramayish held he may schedule during the three weeks. Uh, cutting the nails is 100% permissible during the three weeks. Believe Next week we'll have to talk about what about during the nine days. But now for this kufa, it's for sure not a problem. The Eretz Tzvi, one of his chuvas, quotes an interesting practice from his Rebbe, the Avnei Nezer. Avnei Nezer had a tradition, I don't know if he made it up or not, but he said that you're supposed to learn during the three weeks, you're supposed to learn Hilchus Yom which would be probably the last thing on anyone's mind is to learn Hilchus Yom now. Now you learn Hilchus three weeks. So the Klajagavah wanted to be Mazbah, what's Pshat and his Rebbe's mix? So he said it's based on this week's parsha. This week's parsha, we all have the Yom Toivim at the end of the parsha. So he felt that that's a connection to Yom Tif, and we don't have the full Toikif of Yom Tif because we don't have a basic Migdash. So he had such a practice that a person should learn the Hilchas Yom Tif during, uh, during this time. Then I saw an interesting Minug from the Avdei Nezer. Avdei Nezer brought a Minug that a lot of people used to leave their homes and travel and go to other places to make it as if they, were, they went through Gullus. So maybe that's why people go to the bungalow colony in the summer. They want to leave their big, nice home, go into a really little bungalow. So they're Mekayim, the idea of going through Golis. It's like some form of a chuba, of a kapara process. But that Nezer brings down such a practice that people used to go away and travel and leave from their home. I don't know, I would assume they weren't going to a better place because that's not Golis. To leave your house to go to a better house or a bigger house is not much of a kapara experience. They also bring down that during the three weeks, many people have a practice to say sure, to sing, uh, to have, um, to say Amaris Bavo. Instead, in, 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 the da, in the benching. So the truth is, we mentioned this before, the Mishnah Guru writes, every day that you don't say Tachanun, any day that there is Tachanun, you should say Al-Naris Bavl, and any day that there's no Tachanun, you should say Shara mouth. No one seems to know that. No one seems to practice this. Uh, it seems to be everyone only sings Al-Naris Bavl, maybe during the nine days, or in camp, or during the three weeks. But if you look at the Mishnah Guru, the beginning, towards one of the early Simon and Mechel Galaf, he writes, that any day, I think he's quoting from a Magan Avram, that any day you say Tachanun, you say Al-Naris Bavl, and any day you don't, you don't say Tachanun, you say Shara mouth. For some reason, it didn't become accepted for some reason. Someone, someone once asked um, Nevinsal, why does no one do this? And he looked at him and said, no one does this? I guess for Nevinsal was a given. That's what you do. Days when there is Tachanun, you say Al-Naris, and days there's no Tachanun, you say Shara mouth. You go to most people's homes, you're not going to find that practice. But uh, during this time, when we're supposed to be focused on Chobim Bez Migdash, I guess there's a bigger push that when a person benches, he should try to insert the Al-Naris bubble to remind him of the loss of the Bez Migdash.